Well, again, it's really nice to be here, all of you. I think the last, gosh, it might be almost 10 years since I was uh, at the last PFOT event. I think it was around when Lumpur Sumedho was here, um, 2010 maybe it was. Um, almost 12 years, 11 years. Mm -hmm. Time does fly. We've been uh, enjoying our winter retreat at uh, the Hermitage where we live. Uh, most of you know Ajahn Sedanto, who's the abbot, the head of the monastery at the Pacific Hermitage, and White Salmon has been on. Uh, sabbatical. He's been taking a retreat of his own for over a year. And um, I think I ended up being at the Hermitage for about a year of that time. And of course, some of you got to see Lumpur Pasno, Anjakurandamo, Anagar Gatai um, during the, the Vasa period during the summer. And yeah, so it's been um, myself, Ajahn Kaspo, and Ajahn Titapanyo at the Hermitage. Uh, it's been very nice, very quiet uh, time. We only had one, uh, one really major snowfall, which stuck around for, I think, two months. And uh, other than that, it was just pretty, pretty mellow experience. Just, um, going on alms round Monday through Friday and monks going on alms round and then having visitors on the weekends. It was really a privileged time, a, a time that is uh, rare uh, in one's life to have such a, an extended period of practice. I've been reflecting recently about um, how you know, the Buddhist teachings are, are teaching us to really engage in a, a craft, something that we, we become skilled in. It's not something that uh, one is necessarily gifted in from the start. You just kind of start meditating like, oh, wow, this is great. In fact, it's usually the opposite. Um, People can get really frustrated with uh, their meditation practice. They look around, start comparing themselves with others, thinking, you know, all these other people have their eyes closed and they're so quiet and still, and they must be just in these deep meditative states of peace and calm and bliss. And I'm just here with my mind a mess. But uh, it's because it's a skill, it's something that, that we learn and, uh, and each of us will have our own propensities towards it, towards this practice. But as a skill, it's something that, that you're learning and you're, you're trying to be patient with. So someone, you know, a, an easy comparison would be if you've, if you've tried uh, playing basketball or something and you, you get frustrated and think, well, I'm no Michael Jordan. I know, well, yeah, well, you, um, that might be true. There's not many like him, but uh, also he didn't start out that way. It's not like he just 
came out and was this amazing basketball player. He's sort of um, jogging down the court and kind of having these amazing um, feats and skills at three years old. So I think one of the attitudes we want to try to develop with meditation is that we're, we're developing a craft, we're developing a skill and um, to try to understand that that's, that takes a long time and a lot of patience. I remember when I was young, I was learning um, the violin. I'm not sure if that went more than like a six month period. Also learning the skill of how to be patient with distractions. <laughs> so we might have that for a while. And yeah, you know, what do you, what do you do? You can't um, tell like a, a, a paid worker, Hey, you need to stop, you know, <laughs> the noise you're making right now is disturbing me. And so part of, part of our skill is really to kind of be with that, that experience. And that's, that's what we're learning. We're like, oh, um, I don't maybe have that skill. You know, how can I live with that? Or, or, or the, the skill of just patience, like, oh, this is going to go on for hours. How am I going to deal with this? And the sound is going to be terrible. And then it just stops. And it's quiet. And then we, we might think, oh, now I can meditate. Now I can quiet my mind. Now I'm okay. As long as that doesn't start up again. So we put ourselves into a, a conditional element around how we can practice or what we can practice with and what we can't. And so in that situation, I just say, oh, I'm just going to get up and stop because I can't be mindful right now. It's like I was saying um, at the end of the meditation, it's, you don't just kind of drop uh, what it is you're doing because it's not convenient anymore or um, just let, I'll just let the mind kind of wander, go wherever it will. There is an intention of, okay, what happens if I continue this uh, rather like a continuing flow of water other than, you know, you, you kind of think of like this picture, it's as you're, as you're kind of um, pouring water, you don't, you know, you don't think of um, your meditation more like, okay, I'm mindful and then, and then stop. And then the rest of your day is, that's it. Um, you know, or it's not just kind of um, drip and a little bit of mindfulness and then a little bit more and then dripping. It's more like you really want a continual flow throughout your day. Um, so that's, that's the kind of sense of, um, of what we're doing is we're cultivating that as a practice, but we're, we're trying to learn how to, how to do it and be skilled with it. And that skill can take, as I mentioned, a, a very long time. And, and some, some of us might have a sense, oh, I just wish it would speed up. I wish I could have peaceful states of mind. Or unfortunately, what happens when we do have some peace is we think, oh, this is, this is how it should be all the time. And it's not like that anymore. So I'm failing or this isn't good enough. And I always want it to be like this. So I'm just going to scrap the whole thing. Rather, like if you think about a, uh, a carpenter, uh, someone who is, is training, it, it can take a really long, a long period of time. It can take a, um, to, to become uh, someone who is, is very skilled in something to feel confident in it. And so, you know, I, 
I think that that uh, that's where this this sense that the Buddha says that uh, patient endurance is the supreme practice for us. It's just to to be patient, but we're not just being patient only. We're we are enduring through that. We're enduring with our experience, and that's a, that takes a slow and long burn. Um, other otherwise, we might try to do it in a quick way. We might say, okay, I'm going to do this retreat and get enlightened in two weeks. Um, and on a rare occasion, a uh, very rare occasion, something like that might happen for an incredibly rare person, but that's not very, that's not very normal. It's not the usual kind of thing. Um, so when you think about like for yourselves, what it's been, you know, learning a craft, learning your job, what you're doing, um, there can be that, that sense of frustration in the beginning. Uh, and there can be that frustration in the middle. And even as you're quite adept, you can even lose the skills that you've gained um, for different reasons. There can be just dry periods. There can be periods that are, um, you know, they're not, they're not really inspiring for you or uh, you can be quite bored. And you might think, oh, it shouldn't be this way. It sh I should be on the up and up. Uh, and if it really is a skill, then it's, it's always, um, there's always something that, that I should be able to, to feel like I've accomplished at the end of it. So, you know, right there, you're just hearing, hearing that, um, that again, the, uh, I can't remember if that, I, the tool is very familiar to me and I've used it, but I can't. I think it's a saw and you know, what is it like? This is the third time it's kind of come on and off. Do you have the same attitude you've had towards it? Is there something changed? Is there a sense of, Oh, is it going to go away? Um, is that going to be it for the person using it? Will he or she kind of finally give us freedom? Or not? Is it? Is it? Oh well, I give myself freedom by not holding on to it. And so that that noticing that is where we do see, like, oh, okay, how am I? How am I working with this right now? And we might say, let's say things are getting worse. That oh, I'm just I'm terrible at what I'm doing. I'm not really good. You know, I should be getting better each time I hear it. But it just, that's not, that's not a really helpful attitude to have with our, uh, our meditation, with our practice, because measuring things by our experience of whether something is, uh, feels good or it's, um, it should be, you know, at a particular quality, a measurement that we're, we're, we're seeing, uh, it's more like we want to take a very, uh, a larger picture at at our experience and a larger picture of, of what it is that we're doing. And as I mentioned, you know, there can be, it's, it's kind of like this game uh, I might've played when I was young, but I remembered it was called shoots and ladders. And the point is, is you would, you would ascend ladders. This is a board game. Um, and then, and then there would be times where I guess you'd roll the dice or something. And then, and then all of a sudden you could, you could shoot down like on a slide all the way to the beginning again. And so while you're playing that game, you might think, oh, I'm, I'm about to win. This is great. I'm going to beat all the other people I'm playing with. This is so great. And right there, right at that point, 
you just go right at the start and you're actually back behind everybody else. And it's not like um, some people might say, oh, that's my fault. Uh, you know, I, sh I should be better than that, but it's, it's just the dice, you know, we don't always have, um, we can't always rely on uh, even like what it is that we have gained with our skills as being there for us because with our practice, we're also kind of, we're revealing layers, right? Of our, of our kind of experience. And there might be some rough spots, some difficult spots that we're not ready for, or we're not used to experiencing. And so we have to kind of be able to be with times when we're, you know, like you're digging and all of a sudden you hit rock. And oh, what am I gonna do with rock now? And there was there was mud before and I could get through that and then there was gravel, but now it's like a solid piece of rock and uh, I can't even do anything. I've kind of bent my shovel. So you say, oh, maybe I need to use something else, like another tool. And I don't even know what tool to use. So then you, you try to not also bang your head against what it is that you're doing by using the wrong tool because you can't, you know, you can't get through a rock with a shovel. You need to use a jackhammer or something else. Um, and, and so that's, that's the other thing is also being careful with our craft, with the particular tool we're using. Um, you know, if I, if I went over to the, that person outside and I said, here's a hammer, why don't you use that? Or, um, or something else, you know, I, I, I told him, um, here's a book. <laughs> then, you know, then that actually might be something that, that, oh, uh, maybe he'd appreciate that, but he probably wouldn't. So I would say, oh, but it's a new tool. It's something different. And even the idea of a book, it's like, oh, a book right now, that doesn't seem really appropriate, but it might be appropriate for you at the time. You might actually think, oh, right now to meditate, I'm feeling too intense. There's, there's just so much tension that uh, it's, it's actually kind of ricocheting off. My mind can't stay with with what's going on. So this, this sitting meditation isn't good. What if I tried standing? Or if I'm tired, what if I try walking? Often we continue with the same practices and we don't, we don't kind of explore that fact that the craft takes other tools, takes other ways that we're understanding uh, our own experience. We might be quite, uh, you know, we might, we might move into being kind of greedy for things. And then we start practicing the wrong practice, which we, we start thinking about um, cake and dessert. And that's not a good time to think about that when you're feeling that you're really hungry or desirous. Um, you could also think, well, what about the person making the cake? What do they have to do? How did they come to that? Or all the ingredients that it took to, you know, be able to make something like that. The, the farmers who had to grow the wheat or those who had to make sugar cane and then all of the, the processes going around him, it's, Oh, this isn't so attractive anymore. Um, or you might think if you're too overwhelmed by something like that, okay, how can I balance that out? So you come back to the body or you think about, you know, the internal organs of your body or something like that. So you're, you're always trying to work with tools that balance out um, your own experience. And and this is, this is, this is again, something that takes a long time to learn. It's, it's not something that we're born with, but um, as I, as I come back to this, it's, it's often the case that um, if, if we do come upon an experience that we're having 
in our practice that we're not so sure about what to do with it, um, then we do want to try to say, okay, um, I have been practicing in this way that's not really giving me the, the results that are, that are helping with this. In fact, I'm kind of more stressed out with it. So what are, what are some ways that are maybe less comfortable for me to work with this particular uh, obstacle that I've come up with? And you might find that you, in, in doing that and kind of asking yourself that and in going to areas that are less comfortable for you, um, for instance, like something like loving kindness meditation, sometimes, oh, I'm, I'm kind of too bored with that or that just, I just fall asleep when I practice with that. Um, or you can practice with compassion or whatever it might be. Um, by trying by trying something new that is difficult, it's, it's like getting into your craft again. Um, it's not easy, but again, you're, pa- you're working with that patient endurance to say like, well, what can I learn from this? And in the end, that's what the, the entire practice is. It's not how, um, how nice it feels to meditate. It's more like, well, did I learn something here? You know, because often we, we just relate to our practice as pleasant. I want it to be pleasant. I don't want to have a difficult time while I'm meditating or while I'm, I'm being mindful of my body or uh, whatever it might be. It's supposed to be uh, always enjoyable or pain-free, or that's the focus of maybe how we think it should be rather than, oh, what did I learn here? What's the experience of my learning? And, and that's where, you know, hearing somebody, you know, doing something that we don't like, or, you know, when we're having to work with some, something like listening to somebody talk, talk with us or talk to us, and we're not really um, wanting to listen to them or, or hear them. And we say, okay, what can I learn here? You know, what is behind that desire not to actually have to hear this person speak? Um, or what is that desire not to hear what they're actually saying? Uh, maybe normally you might be able to hear them or listen to them, but right now you can't. So how can you learn from that situation rather than, okay, the easiest thing for me to do right now is to shut them out, just nod my head, pretend like I'm listening. And that is easy. That is easy. Um, and in fact, the person might believe you, but then, but then you're, you're stuck with this. I don't really, it either, you don't care, or there's, there's a sense that it, it doesn't matter or that, um, you can't learn. And it's possible that it might be true that you can't learn from what they're saying, but you can learn from the actual practice of being present with your experience while you're listening. So in every opportunity, there's these, there's these um, possibilities we have to keep with our practice. As I was mentioning again in the break, it's like um, sometimes the, some of the, the Thai Ajans will, will talk about just the, the core things that we do. You know, you sort of like um, waking up in the morning or, you know, when you're going to the bathroom, you're sort of like, this isn't, these aren't places where you just drop your mindfulness You say, well, it's not. I don't really want to be mindful of this. Um, you know, this isn't, this isn't uh, too interesting or this isn't, you know, this is gross or something like that. And in fact, that's a, that's a good time to, to watch, uh, watch your experience is when you, when you'd rather just be like, well, I want to just keep this away from my awareness. There's something there. There's something kind of very interesting about that. Like, Oh, why do I want to do that? What's, what's wrong with this moment? What am I kind of running away from? 
And similarly, it's the opposite. When we're going towards certain things or wanting something, we just, we don't want to even pay attention to the Dhamma, for example, sort of like you see something uh, and you say, oh, I don't, you know, I should be mindful right now, but I don't want to be. So, you know, you just kind of go with the uh, particular sense pleasure or something you're, you enjoy, or, or even as I was mentioning, maybe you say, oh, I really shouldn't say that to that person, but where does he deserve it? And so you just say, uh, it's probably not going to work out that well, but I'm going to say it anyway. And we do it. And then we suffer the consequences rather like, oh, what, what can I learn if I don't say that? And what's interesting is that what we often do learn in situations like that is that if we pay attention to that voice that says, uh-oh, if I go ahead and do this, then I'm going to regret it later, but I'm going to do it anyway because I feel pretty strongly about it. But then we listen, but, but what if I don't? And we find that, oh, yeah, I would have really regretted that. And there was such a very powerful feeling around wanting to say something, but we didn't say it. And we might have a little regret around that, but later if we keep reflecting on it, oh, wait a minute, that would have been so painful if I had said that, that would have, and I can't, you can't take it back when you say something, can you? No, you can say, I'm sorry. Um, but once you say it, it's kind of like when you lie to someone, you can't take that lie back. Again, you can say, you can try to be truthful again, but once somebody knows that you're capable of lying, then they understand that your, your intention might not be to lie again. But once you've done that, they know, well, that's what this person is capable of. Um, so we have to be really careful about things like this. And, and we can see that indeed, when there's that little voice that says, oh, maybe this, this would be better to learn from this experience and not go ahead with what I want to say, even though it's so strong. And I, okay. You do that and it feels really good. And what you've done is then strengthen that muscle in yourself to, to do that again the next time. So then the next time it's easier and easier and easier. And then you might find, oh, that's interesting. I feel more peaceful these days. I'm not getting into so much trouble. Um, I'm speaking from someone who knows, uh, who's gotten into plenty of trouble with his mouth. And so it really does help that, that kind of restraining and refraining and that also that willingness to learn like, well, instead of being impulsive and just getting what I want by saying what I want, um, can I actually learn from the experience and, and see, oh, there's, there's some skill to be had here to learn when it is to say some appropriate to say something and when not. So we're, you know, the, the, the sense of, of what it is we're doing um, can be kind of engaged in, and with, with that, 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 that idea of learning a skill, um, but continual continuing to want to, to learn it. And, um, when I, you know, when I was, I was saying, like, when I was little, I, I was, I don't remember how I was given uh, a violin, um, why that became something that I started practicing with, but it didn't last long and I didn't practice with it. So I think, yeah, like six months maybe. And I think that just the intent, the, the interest wasn't there. And so that's something we, we want to try to monitor in ourselves, because if you're forcing yourself also to do something you're not interested in, this can be quite painful. So I think you also want to assess your interest because when we're learning a skill, the way that you are able to actually learn from that skill and to uh, 
want to pay attention and to want to absorb and understand it more is based on this interest. If you don't have that kind of sense of, of a real genuine interest, like I'd like to understand this, then it's going to be, it's going to be pretty hard to engage with practice. And it can be easy again to fall into that because at first uh, the Buddhist teachings can be quite interesting and, and uh, fascinating. In fact, uh, you're learning about your mind, uh, your hearts in ways that you hadn't understood perhaps before. But then, as I said, there can be long droughts. There can be long times where there's just doesn't seem to be much going on at all. Uh, or it can be very frustrating and uh, it seems to be going nowhere. And so then that can be a time when that interest is zapped. It's just kind of not there. It feels like a, like a, um, instead of somebody giving you a bouquet of beautiful flowers, it's just all these flowers that are flaccid and kind of falling over or they're even just the petals are um, coming off and the, the, um, the flowers are withering and dying. So we also want to learn how to cultivate that interest. And one of the hard parts about that is recognizing that it, the practice takes an effort and often we don't want to make an effort. We want it to just be easy. Like, Oh, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And 30 years later, I'll be enlightened, but rather it actually takes investigation. And as I've been mentioning, like figuring out what tool I want to use and what's the appropriate thing I want to do right now. And that's not easy. Um, the Buddhist said that it is easier to conquer the world than it is to conquer one's own mind. So um, if you're finding it difficult, that's, that's pretty normal. Um, and if you're not finding it difficult and you're developing quickly, good for you. <laughs> uh, that's not, that's not the usual thing. There are some people like that, um, but it's rare. So, we want to, again, come back to this, this sort of patience with ourselves. Uh, and also, um, we do want to try to be cultivating joy with our, our experience. And one of the ways uh, that we do that is trying to remind ourselves uh, that what it is that we're doing is, is, is helpful. It's good for us. And we want to ask ourselves, how is it good for us? You know, how, how am I actually experiencing that goodness? Um, and yeah, that'll take some effort to think of sometimes because there are times when you'll feel like you're just hitting your head against the wall. Um, but other times you can ask yourself, am I more peaceful in certain situations? Am I less reactive, uh, even if it's just a little bit? Um, is, there, is there a sense that I have found that there's some joy or some, some encouragement in what it is that I'm doing? And by asking ourselves that, then we think, oh, uh, this is this is quite uh, something that I, I want to keep keep at and and look at, but without that joy, then it is going to be hard to um, to practice. So we want to do things that cultivate that joy. Something like that might be working on our own generosity, working on our on our giving, our sense of just helping others or being open to others when we would rather close off. Another would be. Um, cultivating gratitude. So that's sort of thankfulness. And it's not, it's not always that you, you, it's, it's not always easy to remember to be, um, to be appreciative of what happens to you in your life. Uh, we can kind of forget that things that come to us in our lives are usually helped by other people. Other people have assisted in us 
uh, in the, the goodness that we've received. And so if we're able to kind of examine that and try to cultivate that sense of gratitude, uh, that appreciation for what we have, for what's been given to us, then we do experience that joy. But again, it takes some effort to do that. We can't just say, why isn't gratitude coming to me? Why don't I feel gratitude? Why can't I just be an appreciative person? Well, because you're not being appreciative because you're, you're not, you know, you're not trying to find areas in your life that you can be grateful for. Um, so it does take a little nudging the mind, this practice. Uh, and I think that that's, it's, it's, it's helpful to remember that, but it's also helpful to say, well, there's a benefit that's had when you do that. Uh, and again, that's more of the skill building that we're, we're learning. It's, it's part of that sense of building a craft. Um, you know, like if, as I was thinking, like a carpenter, they might be working with some wood and they might appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, different woods, they have, there are different responses to different woods and they, they're learning that, you know, how they, how they kind of respond to each wood, um, is important in how they're learning their own craft. Uh, but they can also be appreciative of the fact of like, oh wait, this isn't just a material I'm working with. This is something that took time to grow that, that took, um, you know, many years to, for a tree to cultivate, uh, something that maybe there's possible some carpenters don't even think about that their wood that they work with, um, came from a tree, from a living being that was, um, you know, had its own life. It had its own way of surviving and living, uh, and growing. So anyway, these are just some, some, uh, a sense of, of how to work with the mind in terms of trying to develop that skill, uh, a sense of where we have um, opportunities to, to look in different ways where we can develop our minds. Uh, and also our attitude in, in how we're trying to do that is very important to kind of keep in mind. So, you know, we can, we can sometimes do things in a begrudging way we can sometimes do things that aren't genuine for us. And it's sometimes really important to look at that and say, oh, my, you know, where am I coming from? Where's my, my intention coming from? Why am I doing this? And I think it's, it's really helpful to ask that from time to time to sit quietly with yourself and to ask, what is my intention here? What is, why am I, why am I engaging with this practice? And you might find that uh, it, it might be quite different, even after many years, it might be quite different for the reasons that you started with. And either you might, you might be satisfied with that, but it also might be like, oh, that's actually not in tune with really why I wanted to do it in the first place. Or, um, or maybe you've learned that the reason that you wanted to uh, engage with this practice um, has developed in a different way that how you thought about it in the beginning has really changed your motives and they can be changed in very good ways, but that comes from learning. That comes from understanding the skill. <laughs>